with the unemployment rate at record highs right now. Millions of Americans are without health insurance. This week on Throughline, how our healthcare became tied to our jobs. And how a temporary solution turned into an everlasting problem. Listen now to Throughline from NPR, where we go back in time to understand the present. From NPR Music, you're connected to All Songs Considered. I'm Bob Boylan. The singer Marin Morris just released a passionate and hopeful song. Better Than We Found It calls out injustices with a direct call for each of us to take a stand and be able to be proud of that stand. The line that hooked me was when she sings, When time turns this moment to dust, I just hope that I'm proud of the woman I was. Marin became a mom in March of this year, and you can feel the influence of bringing a newborn into this world. Let's listen to Better Than We Found It. If you don't like it, then get the hell out. That's what they yell when I open my mouth. A stick is a stick, a stone is a stone. But who's gonna care if I don't? Who's gonna change if I won't? Sit on up. 
Marin Morris singing Better Than We Found It. There's a video for this song worth catching with voices of families who have lost loved ones in the black community. Also, you'll see Marin with her newborn child as she tries to see the world through the eyes of that child. I'm going to bring in NPR's Marissa LaRusso now. I'm in love with this Marin Morris song. Have you heard it yet? I haven't heard it yet, but she is so great, so it doesn't surprise me at all that you think it's a great song. <laughs> it really is. And you've got to watch the video because at the end, uh, she's holding her newborn, and oh it's gosh. just absolutely beautiful. Oh, I so, love that. Powerful video, powerful song. What are you listening to these days? So much great new music. I am really excited about a song that I'm going to play for you. Do you know the band Palberta? No, but it's it, like Alberta with a P. That's a funny, I love that name. Exactly. Are they from there? They are not. They're based in New York City, okay. unfortunately, for the sake of the pun. But before, you know, all of this, when we used to be able to go and see bands live, remember that? Oh, what a time. I do. In fact, just got a note that uh, U Street Music Hall is closing. I know. I saw some really great shows there. It's really a shame. Yep, yep. But... Alberta was truly one of my favorite bands to see live before the pandemic. Wow. They are just like a ball of energy, three musicians, guitar, drums, bass, everyone sings, everyone switches instruments throughout the set. And it like truly it felt like this band was speaking its own language, but a language that they completely understood. There was just like energy going in so many different directions, but it was like a controlled chaos. It was just such a joy to see them live. And they have a new record coming out called Palberta 5000. <laughs> and they have said that um, recording the record was fueled by carrots, celery, radishes, and peanut butter and jelly bagels, which to me is like, you know, the sure sign of a good time. So, um, I love so this. the first single is called Before I Got Here, and I feel like it contains everything great about Palberta. So let's listen.
I love the brass in there. I also, it sounds like toward the end of the song, each one of them sort of walks away like a, I got a, a, a cup of coffee. Uh, a radish or a peanut butter and jelly bagel or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't always have horns, but I love the way that that adds to the song. Totally. Um, so Palberta 5000 will be out on Wharf Cat Records on January 22nd, 2021. Wow. 2021, a year that will exist. It feels crazy. <laughs> I'm for that. So what else are you listening to? Okay, so another thing I've been listening to is a band called Golfer. They're from Montreal. You could call them an emo band. You could call them a math rock band. They have those like great intertwining guitar riffs that I love that you might expect if I say something like mm-hmm. math rock or emo. And their third full-length record is coming out in October, a self-titled record. And the new single from it is called Nature Kids. So I I reached out to the band about the album and Vincent Ford, one of the singers and guitarists in the band, said that the record feels like a huge step forward for them. He said it was the first time that he and Joey Theriot, the other guitarist and singer in the band, split the writing between the two of them. So they really got to like bounce ideas off each other, which they said, you know, just really upped their game with their songwriting. And Joey actually told me that the song Nature Kids is inspired in part by their love of pavement, the band Pavement, and by thinking about the like the feeling of carefree youthfulness. Um, so I'll actually Is there let him... such a thing in 2020? <laughs> oh my gosh. Keep thinking. Yes. It feels good to listen to music about carefree youthfulness in a moment when um, that feels really far away. But I will actually let Joey explain it in his own words, and then we can listen to Nature Kids. Great. Nature Kids is a song about the vanishing of youth and a particular feeling that can vanish with it. Lyrically, the song is inspired by the feeling of being a child and being completely engrossed in one's surroundings. As adults, we lose that feeling as we worry more about the future and ruminate on the past. So those themes bring us to the pavement references throughout the track. Me and Vince both love pavement, and in particular, the song Range Life does a great job at capturing the carefree attitude that I associate with youth. With Nature Kids, we wanted to look at the feeling of carefree youthfulness, but from the perspective of adulthood.
I miss live music. That would be so good live. I know. I feel like I brought you two songs that like play with momentum in a really interesting way. I didn't mean to do that, but I love the way the Palberta song, like that long extended part where you said it feels like people are like walking away and going to get a sandwich. And then that song too has moments where it's like driving forward and then pulling back and then driving forward. Things that would be really great to see live. Truly, truly. The album... The album is called Golfer, and it's out October 16th on Top Shelf Records. That's awesome. And congratulations. We just both, from a distance, watched the premiere of Linda Diaz's Tiny Desk Contest winning video from the roof of the Javits Center in uh, New York City. And you were uh, such a team leader on the Tiny Desk Contest. It is uh, such a joy every year to see what our winners can do. And like, obviously it's heartbreaking that we can't be in the office filming tiny desk concerts from behind your actual desk, but seeing Linda's home concert on the roof of the Javits Center with the (laughs) sky behind her and the sound of birds in the background. And she's just such a talented performer. is really exciting. I'm so proud of her. Yeah, we all feel proud. Thanks for everything you do and uh, more music. Whenever you got it, you just call me up. Thank you, Bob. <laughs> Thanks so much. We'll take a break. Be right back. And you're listening to All Songs Considered from NPR Music. This message comes from NPR sponsor, WeTransfer. Are you perfectly happy with the way things are right now? Are there any doubts you have about the world as is? If so, perhaps they deserve your full attention. Perhaps they could even change things for the better. WeTransfer's set of tools is made for just such an endeavor by helping you collect, sketch, present, and share the ideas that all started with doubts. Meet, paste, paper, and collect by WeTransfer. Go to toolstomoveideas.com to learn more. It's All Songs Considered. I'm Bob Boylan. I put all songs together after listening to lots of songs over the course of a week, and when I decide what order to play things, I'm often amazed at how these songs so easily tie together. The next three songs for me reference music of the past, even though all were recently recorded. When I heard our next song called Trig by the band Purple Witch of Culver, I immediately snapped back to the jazz and poetry I heard in New York and DC lofts in the late 70s and early 80s. The singer and saxophonist here is Sarah Safai, along with producer and player Evan Taylor. Sarah tells me this song is about the turbulent state of the world and the notion that we need to come together. Oh, and if you have kids in the room, you may want to skip ahead four minutes.
That's Purple Witch of Culver and a song called Trig, T-R-I-G. Next, I'm going to play something that musically I find undeniably cheery. The song is over 90 years old and it comes from the roaring 20s as opposed to the wretched 20s we're living in now. This current version of You Rascal You comes from a rather unlikely source, Loudon Wainwright. For the past 50 years or so, he's been making music with guitar and his great sense of humor. Well, the humor is here for sure, but he's backed by the roaring jazz of Vince Giordano and his band, the Nighthawks. I'm going to play this, and then I'll have a conversation with Loudon Wainwright. See if this brings you a smile. Trust you in my home, you 
to wash your clothes, you rascal you. You asked my wife to wash your damn dirty clothes, you rascal you. Oh, you asked my wife to wash your clothes and something else, I suppose. Oh, I'll be glad when you're dead, you rascal you. Yeah, you asked my wife for a meal, you rascal you. Hey, I invite you to my house for a meal, you dirty dog. Be having some fun. I don't think so, baby. You rascal, you! Loudon Wainwright along with Vince Giordano and the Nighthawks, a song from 1929 written by Sam Theard, and it comes from a new album of tunes titled I'd Rather Lead a Band, and joining me is Loudon Wainwright, and we start by talking about how he fell in love with this music. This was the music uh, that my parents danced to and made love to. And I think I think th- there's a connection there for me in that regard. I have a childhood memory of sitting on a staircase and seeing my parents all dressed up, ready to go out to something at the Bedford Golf and Tennis Club. <laughs> a, da- a dance probably with one of Lester Lannan's many orchestras. You know, they were practicing, probably listening to Fred Astaire or Hoagie Carmichael or Frank Sinatra or Mildred Bailey, you know, sing these songs. So it has a power for me. There's so much life to it. And to think that some of this music is 100 or 90 years old is, and, and that it can bring so much life still, uh, I find truly remarkable. And I don't know what it is about it maybe maybe there's something that you've come to realize working with this stuff that makes you understand why this music has so much vitality well this is something that i don't do a lot i've occasionally i i shed my loudon wainwright the third singer songwriter persona and i'm just a vocalist i made a record about 10 years ago with the music of charlie Poole. And that was a time when I did that. You know, I just became a singer for most of that record. But I think that Vince Giordano, who is drenched in this music, I mean, literally, I understand his house in Brooklyn is just covered from top to bottom with old sheet music, you know, the original sheet music to this stuff. Mm. He's like a mad scientist in that <laughs> When he comes into the studio with the guys that he uses, the, the, the Nighthawks, who are all superlative musicians. I mean, the, the music has such authority and a cohesiveness when he leads the band. And I think that shows on the record a lot. Did it help you find a new voice within yourself? Because, you know, I bought your first record on Atlantic 50 years ago, and then I hear this, and there's a very different everything about you and a different spirit. What does it draw out of you? 
Well, I've been, you know, as you said, you know, I've been singing for 50 years. I mean, my first record, it sounds, my voice is so high. And kind of <laughs> ir irritatingly high. I think it, it riveted the listener's attention. It was effective. But after singing for 50 years, uh, you know, I still don't read music or anything, but just singing all this time, I think my instrument is well honed, I guess you could say. And the trick for being a vocalist, and again, it's not something that I do all the time, but it's to inhabit the song. And it's not a thought process. It's just, it's just really an intuitive thing of, oh, I see what this song is about. And then somehow, in that way, I almost regard it as an acting job. Huh. The spirit of the horns feel closer to your voice. Uh, it's very different than, than a guitar, which is backing yeah. you. Maybe you can explain that better than I just did. When you're playing with a 12-piece orchestra, they do kind of lift you, and you kind of you're on a mattress. <laughs> in a sense. You know, with a guitar, you're hunched over the guitar and you're kind of curled up. It allows you to spread out maybe a little more. I, I don't know why it worked. If it, it, we did it in very quickly, although there was a lot of pre-production to, to figure out which of this, which songs we would record, but we cut it really fast and it was done live in a big room in new york electric ladyland studios and uh, it was really easy and fun huh. so what do you know about the song you rascal you <laughs> i'll be glad when you're dead you rascal you uh, <laughs> i suppose historically speaking the earliest versions of this might have been with louis armstrong or jack teagarden but the version that i heard was a Louis Prima version, uh, Louis Prima and uh, Keely Smith and Sam Butera and the Witnesses uh, on a record called The Wildest, which was recorded sometime in the 1950s in Las Vegas. This was a record that my dad had in his record collection. So uh -huh. I heard when I was probably eight or nine. My father had a wonderful record collection. Louis Prima's version is raucous and crazy. You know, he even says things like, I invite you to my house for a meal. All my meatballs you try to steal. <laughs> <laughs> All my manicotti. <laughs> really? I, I, I don't know. I, I almost thought about uh, uh, doing a rewrite, but I, 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 didn't, I didn't lift that from Louis. Vladimir Wainwright, thank you. You be well. Thanks, Bob. Vladimir Wainwright, the third's record, I'd Rather Lead a Band, comes out October 9th. Now, one more old tune made new, this from Sam Amidon. Sam's musical life seems dedicated to reimagining tunes, often old folk and traditional tunes. On his new self-titled album, he takes on such classics as Pretty Polly, Cuckoo, and this tune from the late 1940s, Time Has Made a Change. One of the great rewards of redoing old classics, I think, is to show how some things remain true through time, no matter how unique you find the times you live in. These words, written by Harkins Fry, I found deeply moving at this moment in time. So thank you, Sam Amidon, for letting me hear this song all over again. We'll go out on Time Has Made a Change. I'm Bob Boylan for NPR Music. It's all songs considered. Wow. Time has made a change Since my childhood days Many of my friends Have gone away Some
made a change.